Real quick, the only ask I could ever have of you guys is to help spread the word so we can help more women lose body fat, build muscle, reach their goals, and feel insanely confident. And the only way we can do that is if you rate, review, and share this podcast. So the single thing I ask for you to do is if you could leave a review, it will take you 10 seconds and it will mean the absolute world to me and may change the world of someone else. Here's the interesting thing. You know, we can build muscle as we get older, too. A lot of we used to think, no, we're done with building muscle at a certain age. That's not true. Is it harder for us? Yeah, it probably is going to be a little bit harder for us, but we can always do it. And so. It's too important not to even try that, especially this bone density thing, which I don't think we talk about enough because how many times have we seen elderly people fall and break it? You're literally speaking my language right now. I literally speak about this all of the time. Osteoporosis, postmenopause, all of the estrogen is dropping. I used to, as I shared with you, worked in the ER. I was in a long-term nursing care facility for nine years and- the amount of people that I fall coming, saw coming into the hospital with hip fractures and falling, it is, it's scary. So like, yeah. yeah. What motivated you to start this journey to, you know, getting, getting better and on your road to recovery. Right. And then, yeah. you know, what were some of the so what motivated you and what were some of the biggest obstacles that you faced along the way during that? So I'm not proud of this answer, but honestly, when you have an obsessive personality and you pour everything into one thing, it's hard to continue with it if there's something else on your plate. Like I'm all in. And when I started dating my husband, I became obsessive about the relationship. And he was a Pro Bowl linebacker in the NFL and he was in the height of his career and I had no self-worth. So I spent my days finding message boards where groupies would go and write about their little flings with players. And I would type his name in that search bar every day. When he was in the shower, I was in his phone and I became completely obsessive about that. And my eating disorder kind of fell away. The actual bulimia and like throwing up my food. I wasn't doing that anymore because my obsession shifted. And I say now, if there's a firstborn obsessive perfectionist personality listening, I'm not saying go stalk your boyfriend or your husband and then your eating disorder will stop. But I am saying if you have that kind of personality, try channeling your obsession somewhere else, somewhere positive. Like think of something that you love to do or teach someone how to do something. Once you can channel that obsession away from it, it will fall away. I did not get treatment, but... I will also say that because I didn't get treatment, I am also called on a lot by the eating disorder community that I use fat phobic language. And maybe I don't say things the right way. And had I gone to treatment, I would say things the right way, but I'm just sharing my story. And when I stopped, uh, when I started obsessing about the relationship, my eating disorder fell away. So I wasn't physically abusing my body, but like I said, severely restricting my calories and working out two times a day, only cardio. And there was this moment of clarity when a trainer at my gym was like, I see how frustrated you are. And I like, I want to help you. And I'm like, you can't, I'm doing everything right. I work out every day. I barely eat and I can't lose weight. And he's like, well, yeah, he's like, you're over exercising and you're under eating just very casually. Like, obviously that's the problem. And saying that to someone that wouldn't eat carrots at one point and used to throw up her food. I'm like, eat more to lose weight was not even like something I would consider. But at that point, Nikki, I had tried all the diets. 
I had, you know, had eating disorders, done everything. And I, like I said, I was about 20 pounds heavier and frustrated because I felt like I was doing it the way women are taught calories in versus calories out. So as long as I'm just barely eating and over exercising, I will be thin and you can get your body to a point where it's not going to get thinner. It's going to shut off because mm -hmm. it doesn't trust you and you're not fueling it enough. And I know you had a similar situation with restriction and over exercise. Women think that's how to do it. And when I was living that way, I was 20 pounds heavier. I was miserable and frustrated because I was doing it the right way in quotes and it wasn't working. So he convinces me to download my fitness pal and to uh, figure out my macros, which I still have like PTSD when I see macros because I used to be obsessive about it. But I will say that learning my macros and learning that I was under eating by 900 calories a day shifted things for me. It made mm -hmm. sense. I see the numbers. He's like, you are under eating. Once you start eating again, your body, your metabolism is going to turn back on because it's going to trust that you're going to fuel it. And I had nothing to lose. So I trust this trainer and I start eating maybe double what I was eating before. And I was super like cautious about it. Like I was eating really healthy, but I was eating a shit ton, like in every couple hours. And maybe like in a month, I lost five pounds. And for the scale to budge at all was like astonishing to me. And I'm like, I'm eating more and I'm losing weight. And I felt hungry again and I turned on my metabolism. So that trainer telling me to eat more that I was over exercising and under eating, which I thought was the way because women are taught that that's the way changed everything for me. And the other component was lifting like I thought women were supposed to do their cardio and the men were in the weight room, but I will say it right now. Look at Nikki, go to the gym next time and look around and find the woman with that ideal body. She's not on the cardio machine. She's in the weight room. Hell yeah. Yo, Hell yeah. women are taking over the weight room, by the way. <laughs> because <laughs> muscle is the most metabolically active tissue on your body. And the more you have, the more you burn, even when you're not working out. And women picture the big bulky bodybuilder lady then it's your body's not going to do that. Like naturally your body will tone when you lift. And I was not lifting heavy because I just wanted to tone and I had zero tone until I started lifting heavier. And I'm not a trainer. I I'm just a mom who figured this out and needs other women to trust me that if you are shying away from weights, cause you think you're going to bulk or, you know, you're sticking to like fives or tens because you don't want to bulk. You're not going to get that muscle tone. Um, unless you lift heavier and putting muscle on your body is going to stoke your metabolism. You don't even have to work out as much muscle, like putting muscle on my body and eating more were the game changers for me. Hey, hey, just want to drop a huge appreciation to you guys listening to the show. It means a lot. I hope you guys are enjoying it and there's so much more to come with it. If you are enjoying it, hit the subscribe button. I'd appreciate that tons. And also it would help this podcast reach others who need to hear these messages too basically saying that exercise, exercise, strength training in particular is like the thing for all of us to be doing. And even if you're not a strength training fan, you'd rather do other things. I get it. That's cool. Do other things. But strength training is too important to not yes. include in some way, shape or form in what you're doing. And it's, it's also going, obviously it's going to build muscle mass. And when you have muscle mass on you, your quality of life as you get older going to be much better. Um, it's going to increase the strength of your bones. You know, bone density can improve, you know, and here's the interesting thing. You know, we can build muscle as we get older too. A lot of, it, we used to think, no, we're done with building muscle at a certain age. 
that's not true. Is it harder for us? Yeah, it probably is going to be a little bit harder for us, but we can always do it. And so it's too important not to even try that, especially this bone density thing, which I don't think we talk about enough because how many times have we seen elderly people fall? And break it. You are literally speaking my language right now. I literally speak about this all of the time. Osteoporosis, postmenopause, all of the estrogen is dropping. And I used to, as I shared with you, worked in the ER. I was in a long term nursing care facility for nine years. And the amount of people that I saw coming into the hospital with hip fractures and falling, it, it's it's scary. So like yeah, yeah. it's just it's, it's scary. It's so it's so scary. And um, you know, your chances of not breaking something, well, first of all, your chances of not falling have gone up dramatically, right? If you're stronger, you're more stable, you know? Um, but even if you should fall, the chances of you breaking something are going down so much because now you've built up your bone density. So to put it all in a nutshell, I think those are all the reasons why every single one of us should be focused on building strength and muscle. And that doesn't mean you have to be a bodybuilder. And I think that's another thing that we get in our heads. We're going to get big, big and bulky, like, you know, the Hulk or something like that. And I got to tell you that that ain't going to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, none of us have to worry about that yeah. ever, yep. ever, ever, ever. Yeah, Exactly. So first of all, because you had four kids and I'm sure the audience is like, oh my God, like I'm struggling right now. I just had one or I had two or, you know, I feel like it's like you said, it's daunting to them. They had their postpartum, they've gained this weight and all of a sudden they're like, how do I bounce back and get my body back? So in those stages of you learning about macros, all science-based, totally makes sense. Love that you dove into that a little bit, but let's talk to a mom that just had a baby and is struggling with knowing where to start. Where do you even start after you, because I mean, shit, 10 weeks and you've got those abs, it's fire. That's incredible. And to macros, I need to pinpoint that as well. Um, but what would you say to a mom that's like, I'm postpartum, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. I want to, I inspire to Amber's story. Where, where do I start? Yeah, it's so good. Well, the first point that I would make um, is don't compare yourself. So I think it's really easy to hear, especially as a mom. I'm sure there's moms that are listening to this are like, well, that has not been my experience. I, you know, I couldn't cut for 10 weeks and see abs. And so it's really easy to start that comparison game of, of, um, you know, why can't my body be like that? Why can't I have that experience? Um, and I think one of the things that I teach women a lot in my program is that when we, surround ourselves with a community of women, it can be really powerful and it can be really uplifting if you use it in the right way. And the way that is the right way to use it is by using someone's success as an opportunity to see what's possible for you rather than a comparison of making yourself feel bad that you're not where that that person is at. So I think what you don't hear or that maybe you haven't considered is that that, you know, 10 week cut that I did in 2016, yes, was a 10 week period of time, but I was not new to lifting. I was not new to working out. I had a physical fitness routine before that. So I had, I had put a lot of time and effort in, in years prior to that. So that when I found that piece of nutrition, it all just kind of clicked and everything came together. So I think knowing that full story is really important because for a mom who's just coming off having a baby, 
like starting slow and adding one thing at a time is going to be the best way for you to be successful. And what I don't want you to do is to run out and feel like I have to, you know, get a gym membership and I have to learn how to lift weights. And I also have to add macro counting. And then, you know, I, I probably should do, you know, drink water and then I probably need to go on runs and, like, and adding Taking all of on, these things. Yes, and, and, and then take care of this little baby that like sucks the life out of you for the first <laughs> year of their life. Um, and so I think, we do ourselves a disservice, especially as moms of feeling like we have to do it all in order to be successful. And because most of us don't want to do it all or can't do it all, then we do nothing at all. And we sit in the cycle of, of not adding anything um, that's going to move us towards our goals. So my biggest recommendation for a woman who's listening to this, who's getting back in, you know, is postpartum is, is trying to make those healthy changes is to make healthy changes one at a time. And, you know, that can start very small as like going for a walk with your baby putting them in the stroller and going for a daily walk. Um, you know, if you're wanting to start to get into nutrition and, and pulling, I always talk about pulling levers in our journey. Cause the thing is most women want to like walk up to this big board with like lots of buttons and lots of levers. And they want to push all the levers and pull all the levers and push all the buttons all at once. <laughs> and when you do that, not only is, is not only is it overwhelming, but you don't really get a sense of which lever creates what's change in your body. And so I love to have women pull levers one at a time because it's like, let's start with just the single lever of, you know, exercising and, and going for a walk every single day. And then let's layer on the next lever of, if you want to get into nutrition, let's start with you just tracking what you're eating. Like, don't change it. Don't modify it. Like, let's just start getting you into the practice and the habit of tracking your food and being more aware of the food that you're eating. And so st I, I know it feels everyone always wants like the fastest results um, and they just want the fastest transformation possible. But I love to help women shift from getting the fastest transformation possible to the longest transformation, like the longest lasting tra transformation. And that is done by having grace with yourself, starting slowly, adding things one at a time, pulling those levers one at a time and really uh, making this a habit. I know it's like overstated all the time. We double tap that on Instagram, but we don't actually integrate it of making these things a habit for the long run. Real quick, the only ask I could ever have of you guys is to help spread the word so we can help more women lose body fat, build muscle, reach their goals, and feel insanely confident. And the only way we can do that is if you rate, review, and share this podcast. So the single thing I ask for you to do is if you could leave a review, it will take you 10 seconds and it will mean the absolute world to me and may change the world of someone else.